0: all right guys normally i would say i'm excited to present something i find that that is my (laughs) standard opening Uh, but i am not excited to present this i'll be honest Uh, it's it's a lot to deal with but um, there is a process that you can follow to mitigate the effects and it's my responsibility to bring that to as many people as i can so that we can uh, reduce the impact of this for everyone And um, as we walk through this, um, I'm going to be very direct and honest with you on so many fronts. And I I hope that you can appreciate that. But we're going to review the eight phase process for reducing coronavirus business impact as I see it. I do not have all the answers, uh, but I have a lot of them, I believe. And uh, hopefully at the end of this training, we can pick out some of your uh, solutions that have been effective. So what you're gonna discover first is examining the reality of of the situation in your role, clearly understanding your client's perspective. While most painting contractors will get this wrong, but you will get it right. I promise if you'll follow what I'm about to to show you, uh, things will be a lot easier for you. A phased approach to protecting your company and personal income. You do need to work through phases. Um, There's a lot of things you can do, but there is an order of operations. Um, the order of operations is essential so often people collect a disconnected bunch of tactics from folks and sometimes the tactics are good sometimes they're bad and then there's also the which order do i do it in and how do i do it so i'm going to try to go through that we're going to talk about some critical resources and tools and we're going to try to gather some information from you about um, what's working around the country now I'm going to try to get my part finished well before the top of the hour. Uh, This thing may go on for a long time. I don't care. Okay, I'm going to be here to answer questions and to solicit feedback for as long as people want to be on the call. And after we get past the top of the hour, if you have to drop off, that's understandable. I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be worried about it either. So first off, I think it's important to say that I have been in your shoes. Uh, not to the extent that some of you in the states where they have completely shut you down are, but you know, I, I started my business in the Great Recession in 2000, late 2007, 2008, and I didn't know Jack Squat about running a painting business. And I was full of ideas and notions that just simply did not work. I can remember um, vividly being in my little 10 by 10 office in the bombed out business incubator in Hamilton County, pacing. Uh, on a carpet that had circles on it i remember exactly what it looked like because the circles perfectly fit my feet uh they were the exact same length as my feet and i would walk that carpet back and forth asking myself what did i get myself into how am i going to pay my mortgage how am i going to afford you know everything that i have committed myself to And then, this is a big one, how am I going to avoid the personal embarrassment that comes from tying up your identity in a business and then watching events take their toll on it? I mean, it's just awful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is not fun. But, you know, I made a lot of discoveries doing that, wasting my money, spending my money, and uh, finally hitting rock bottom and, and having to to really start engaging in direct response marketing operational improvements seeking out tons of resources and courses I'm a course junkie Um, you give me a a manual and some CDs and some clear instructions and some templates and I will build a business out of it I've done it three times and so I found some things that were really helpful to me not everyone learns like that but that's really what helped me and um, this situation you know, we got—I got through that one right. Um, tons of businesses were going out of business, fought closing up their doors. I can remember sitting down with people who basically told, told me that we were going to fail, and that there's no way I could make it. Um, and that that stuff kind of comes in at you, and um, you got to ignore all that. There's, there's nothing you can do about that but we we pulled through uh, we we were a big company in a small market and sold our company for $440,000 in 2013 and the market was still pretty darn weak then and so for some of you who aren't APPC members we've got a lot of people on here that may, may have just saw this on the internet uh, you don't really know me uh, and I don't I'm not gonna go through a big introduction today but what I will teach you today is based on in-depth um, You know, research. I mean, I've done 1,076 business diagnostics for repaint contractors, and I have field tested and worked with 438 repaint contractors. Uh, We have a large group of folks that I that I help. Uh, You've probably seen all of my stuff all over the nation in all of our industry publications and events. Um, The things that I'm going to tell you here are universal. Everybody thinks their business and situations different. I've not seen much of a difference ever. I mean, everybody wants to hear that. I know from a sales standpoint, I should probably pet people on the head and, and uh, accommodate them in that opinion, but it's incorrect. And I've seen it work in rural, suburban, urban, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Switzerland, New Zealand, franchise independence, $100,000 to five, um, $50 million. And the reason I say this before we get in here and we're about to, to move on is I didn't read a cute book. Uh, and then get on here and create a presentation for you today. This is all from working with people over and over and over again, and I take uh, what I do very damn seriously. Uh, Helping a man improve his business and changing uh, his self-esteem, his family situation, Um, that stuff's something I take very seriously. So everything that we're gonna be talking about today is serious, okay? Um, Hopefully we can have some fun while we're doing it, and I hope we will. But I take this stuff seriously, and I don't dabble in the painting industry. It's exclusively and only what I do. So let's get down to business. we're gonna be moving quickly today. Uh, The webinar has reached the maximum number of 101 attendees. I'm sorry for the 101st attendee. You can't make it in, (laughs) I apologize. So uh, we are full. I'm gonna have to send out the, send out the notification to the rest of you. So I'm gonna have to click OK on this and move forward. Um, oh, Sorry, can't dismiss you. I apologize guys, this thing is full. Um, I probably should have told people it would fill up. I've told people that before and they never believed me so I didn't bother this time. Um, so it is full. So hang on, don't log off. Uh, man, this thing's gonna keep giving me this error. So let's get down to business. We're gonna start moving quickly. So. Let me set the scene for this training. Um, In full disclosure, I'm just going to let you know as we go through this, I'm personally distrustful of the government. Much of that will probably come through as we do talk about some of these things. Uh, I used to work in politics, uh, US Senate, US House, state, and local races. Uh, These people have been trying to solve the same simple, plain, obvious problems for decades, and they have screwed up everything they've touched. Uh, I want to be a team player. I'm not going out, you know, licking toilet seats or doing anything crazy, Uh, but I I just, I'm always skeptical, okay? Uh, Secondly, just because this is a sensitive topic and it's a sensitive time, I'm very logical. I'm not emotional at all. So I'm not very good at giving off the warm fuzzies. And frankly, I feel kind of angry when I think small businesses and their employees are sacrificed because we always are. We get taxed the most um, we don't get the corporate benefits nor do we get handouts uh, we, and we were just stuck in the middle and we have the worst of both worlds in so many ways and when i watch um, cities uh, and states shutting down small businesses and trading a lot of uh, certain financial devastation for maybes it makes me nervous now i may be completely wrong on all this Maybe this is as bad as they are telling us. And but I and I also distrust the media, just generally speaking. Uh, I've watched the sausage be made too long. I don't believe hardly anything they tell me. So I, so a lot of that may come through here. So I'm just letting you know this so you don't, well, Brandon, just, I'm letting you know, okay? Uh, if you need an expert, hire an expert. I do not work for the CDC people. This is not legal or medical training. Seek professional advice. I'm not Jesus. I'm not Nostradamus. Personally, I think this thing goes on for two to three weeks, and then mortgage payments start getting missed. House payments start getting missed. Small businesses start getting desperate. People start ignoring the orders because human nature is what it is. And uh, let me ask this thing not to show. I'm sorry it's full. Um, I didn't think about getting a different plan for this one. Um, That's what I think, okay? So, but I could be wrong. I've learned one thing I have learned in watching all this stuff unfold throughout my life is nobody knows much of anything and we just have to deal with today and what we know today so we have a diverse group here on this call today Uh, we have people that are actually members of our organization who are what I would refer to as super implementers Um, one of the first ones to comment Eric Crawford's a super implementer we've got some others on this this call that are super implementers and some of this is going to be a recap Uh, But what I've always been amazed at is how often I will get on the phone with somebody who I know is a super implementer and they completely missed something or they've let something fall apart or they've forgotten something uh, or they just somehow some way missed something very essential or degraded. Or relapsed into the old lazy way of doing things so for those of you um, who you know have it all quote-unquote figured out I hope you'll still find this very helpful Uh, we have some people on here that have implemented some stuff some so-so implementers and then we have non members on the call because I think this is important for the entire industry and I'm going to make sure that I get this out to everyone Um, and so if I explain things in the APPC terms, I'll try to explain the, the nomenclature, and then also everything that we're going to talk about here today. You can use, okay? You can use it. Um, you, it's not going to be hard. Uh, you can develop this stuff and use it yourself, okay? You'll know. You'll know what to do, um, and this is all applicable to any type of painting contractor. So let's examine the reality of the situation in your role, okay? So. Just as the coronavirus is most dangerous to the old and the sick, this economic climate will be the most dangerous to companies with weaker broken systems and painters obsessive project focused mindset. Let me explain. Uh, Just like in the great recession, some people could start a company and grow it and some people had made a pretty darn good income for 20, 30 years and then just go out of business. Everybody saw it in their area. I saw it in mine, I'm like how in the heck it's this person whose name is everywhere and who I see their signs in their trucks. How in the heck are they going out of business? How? I mean, they, surely they've got something going for them to be this big or to have lasted this long. And so sometimes there's a house of cards and the the, the house of cards looks real good, but then it, it falls apart. And painters have this thing, and I'll talk about it in a minute, where they are just so focused on projects, 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 projects. And so, you know, just like if you're, if you're in a river and the thing starts swelling, strong swimmers will get to the bank. Weak swimmers will not get to the bank. Your job is to make sure your company is ready to get to the bank, okay? I, we don't know what this thing's gonna do, so we gotta be ready to get to the bank. So you are a leader of your pride, act accordingly. We're not into the strategies yet, but I think this is important stuff for setting everything up. You're not the cowardly lion, okay? Uh, your job is to be logical, practical and act and to be a strong leader for your company, for your staff, for your family, etc. cetera. Um, if you worry and panic and are indecisive, they will worry and panic and be indecisive when the you know what hits the fan, nobody wants someone who is uncertain of themselves at every turn. Uh, your job is to lead your people, be calm, be honest. Very important. Be pragmatic, okay? Uh, organic demand is down, it is not dead. It is not dead. Now, some of you have been cut off by the government or whatever, and you got situations going on, but organic demand is not dead, or is, is, is diminished, but it's not dead. It's like the winter. Uh, maybe a little worse in some areas, maybe a little better in others. And certain sectors of the repaint market are more viable than others right now, okay? so. Clearly understanding your client's perspectives is essential. Uh, Some are healthy, but they are emotional and paranoid. Okay, can't change that, that's not your job. Some are old, sick and understandably cautious. Okay, you you probably don't need to be around them, they're not going to want to be around you and your people for estimates or for projects. Then some are pragmatic and balanced. That's a market you can talk to. Uh, and those are people that, that know that life needs to move on and you can help them move on. And then some are irresponsibly cavalier. I've got some old buddies um, who are in their 70s and 80s that I've called on the phone, mainly fraternity brothers that are in my local chapter that I love, that I've known for 20 years now since I moved to Chattanooga that are just very big parts of my life. Um, would hate anything to ever happen to them. So, you know, I'm obviously not going to see them, uh, but they are just cavalier, bud. I mean, they, I mean, not like they're going out and doing crazy stuff, but I mean, they're out and about more than what I wish they would be. And those people are probably still getting stuff done at their house, to be honest. So, when you run across those people, which are your best customers, uh, who are a little older and wealthier, but who, have gotten to where they have gotten in life because they don't let life tell them how to live. They tell life how they'll live. That's that's kind of a that is a mental framework of a lot of wealthy, successful people that are your ideal clients. And so when you have work and stuff to do for them and they'll be the ones who will call you, um, just be super duper careful. Take all the precautions that you need to take. Um and I'll I'll let you determine what those are. I can't help you figure out how to prevent coronavirus I'm not qualified uh, to do that or to teach you how to put paint on the wall to be honest I've never painted I'm not a painter I only I only teach people what I'm good at and the rest of it I ignore so focus on the ones who will buy your services okay that's who you got to focus on the ones who will buy your services or schedule an estimate with you so while most painting contractors will in in my prediction or likely our entire industry as a whole will get their coronavirus strategy wrong Okay, And this has a lot to do with some big picture elements and I want to set the table before we go into the rest of this training. Most painters fail uh, because they were brought up in the trades and taught to focus exclusively on executing painting projects. I used to paint. Then I led a crew that painted. Then I started painting more projects on the side. Then I hired a couple other buddies to help me paint. And I need projects. We need to paint those projects. Uh, Let's just paint some projects. I need projects. I don't have projects. I need painters to help me paint projects I mean they are just exclusively blinded to everything else but painting a project that's the sole thing they live for and can think about and they believe that if you do a good job on the project everything else will take care of yourself I'm here to tell you if you do a good job on the project and you do nothing else everything else will go very bad sometimes worse than others but I don't ever see it work real well I see it create some mediocrity and I see it create some personal income that's about at the level of what a crew leader would make at a good company, but I never see it really work well. Um, so you've got to be careful and and be self-aware and, and know if this is the internal dialogue you have going on. Our country does not value the trades. They don't. They do not value the trades. Much less teach the business into the business. They're much too busy pumping out useless degrees for people saddled with debt who later go work serving, you know, coffee at Starbucks. Now in this economy, prior to this, they could actually get a job because everybody's looking for warm bodies. Um, but this is just not what our country values. And so people, you know, number one, don't even get to the end of the trades with any training, and then they don't get any support. Um, vendors clients and even employees love an uninformed unsophisticated owner and now is not the time to be one of those people for the most part vendors just want you mindlessly buying stuff clients want you mindlessly painting stuff at a very reasonable low rate and most of your employees even though they don't mean to they just want their checks to come in on time and they don't you know nobody wants to be overly bothered By you. They just want you to be a linchpin that facilitates what they want. Okay. So the only way to weather this storm and protect your personal income is to stop obsessing over projects and to begin obsessing over systems. I'll say that again. The only way to weather this storm and protect your personal income is to stop obsessing over projects and to begin obsessing over systems. And I'll explain this as we go. Why? Okay. Why is this important? Why can't you just do things like you've always done things? Um, and, and even when this thing ends, which presumably it will, there's going to be a huge amount of pent-up demand, not only from money that has not been spent, but from humans that have been told in a free country what to do in a more oppressive way than they've probably ever been told in their lifetime. That will not last long, okay? It's like the crash diet. Crash diets are fine for a week or two, but if you tell somebody your crash diet is inevitable uh, and long-going and forever, they never stick to them. It's unworkable. This present situation is unworkable. It will come to an end. So here's an eight-phase approach to protecting your company and personal income. Uh, many of you will not uh, need to tackle all eight phases to get where you wanna go, okay? Some of you won't need to, and <laughs> most of you won't tackle the first phase. That is a joke. Maybe the only joke you hear this time around. But uh, but you really need to get up and act, okay? You need to act on this, you need to act quickly. So phase one, which you probably didn't come on here to hear, but I just know from working with tons of repaint contractors, getting to know them and their personal financial situation, you need to rein in your consumer spending. Uh, you do not need more crap at your house, more plastic and metal stuff that comes in boxes from Amazon or from the store or that rolls on, on four wheels or that you put on your back is not gonna make you happy. And you especially don't need to be putting it on credit cards. Uh, You don't, you know, I keep talking, they keep saying, oh, here's the relief we have for corporations is to give them a bunch of money. The relief that we have for the individuals is to give them some free money. What's the relief for the small business owner? Take Take a loan out. Well, that's not money. That's not something, that's not an asset. That's me obligating myself and paying interest and taking risk. So, for most of you, you probably don't need any debt or business loans. Most of you probably don't. You need to avoid that at all costs. You need to delay your gratification. Don't just get a loan and be lazy work your ass off and then if 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 the worst comes to the worst get some kind of accounts receivable line that's hopefully sba backed if you can get it in this environment so that people can so you can you know leverage your accounts receivable okay i really don't even like that i like over time for people to build up enough cash reserves where they can you know be the bank themselves and start your debt-free journey now if you can uh i don't have any debt my house is paid for my vehicles are paid for my warehouse is paid for if if i had to just shut everything down and hang out we could make it for four or five years on cash reserves without selling anything is that the best strategy ever probably not it's handy in times like these though Uh, makes you sleep easier at night um i would start looking into that you got time on your hands pick up a dave ramsey book it's worth reading Phase two, uh, clear company communication. And we're not getting into money stuff yet, but we're gonna set the table for it. You need to be having agenda-driven meetings where you know what's gonna happen and you've communicated it clearly with your employees. Don't let them get it from other employees. Don't let them get it from bits and pieces from you. And you know, like that slide we just had up, everybody's touching the elephant and everybody's got a different opinion of the elephant because everybody's heard just a little bit of the information, they've not seen the big picture. Uh, this needs to be your field staff and non-field staff. Uh, your clients, I know for members, I recently sent out this short little message that had some spelling errors in it. I noticed after I sent, but that's probably par for the course with me. Um, it, it, you have to decide if you need this, and this is kind of different in situations in different markets. Um, you need simple, clear, emailed, mailed, texted announcements, okay? Um, You need visible, plausible safety procedures. Don't make them overly complicated um, because your guys won't follow them. They can't internalize them. Give them a small checklist of here's what you absolutely do. Five, six things that are really, really important. If you've got a really advanced staff and they can do more than that, fantastic. But you need to be reasonable. It's hard enough to get a lot of these guys to do a project on budget and to bring back a good customer satisfaction survey and a check in a dual column checklist. Asking them to now add to that becoming health care, becoming contagious disease prevention experts is probably too much. So I think you can uh, put this copy uh, into your outbound communication and that sales and marketing efforts. Uh, I, I like one-pagers. You should probably just print up some one-pagers that you put in your sales packets, um, and maybe some, and maybe in your marketing packet in your uh, mailed newsletters, uh, an article in your emailed newsletters. And then when you um, are sending out communications, you know, putting a P.S. Uh, at the end of you know a message or whatever, and explaining something, maybe even putting a link to your to your one-pager online would be helpful. And you know, training your people that are going to answer the phone or set up estimates or book projects, to have short person-to-person scripts. Hey, Mrs. Johnson, I'm glad you're booking the trip. Hey, listen, I'm, or booking the estimate. Hey, listen, before we come out there, I just want to, you know, you know, talk about the elephant in the room. Here's what we're doing to make sure that da 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 da. Okay, uh, before we come out to your house, let me make sure I tell you uh, when we start your project, the precautions we're taking to da 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 da. Okay, I have that stuff aligned. Phase three. Okay, you've got to process your project pipeline profitably. That's a lot of P's, isn't it? Okay, I could have probably put some more P's in that, but that's a lot of P's. But you can, you should process your project pipeline profitably. It amazes me how many people I get on the phone with that do not do this. I was just on the phone with a gentleman two days ago who had like a $2 million painting business that was pretty profitable. He was running 20% cash flow to owner, i like to see 30, but you know he had the big holes, right? I mean, he's making a lot of money. I mean, guy's making like $500,000 a year. Guy's doing good. Uh, but at the same time, he, he never talked to his past clients in the last 12 months, which is just idiotic. I mean, that's just like the dumbest business mistake ever. And he was not tracking his projects to ensure profitability project by project. Outcome was still pretty good, but I mean, those are like two essential things. Sometimes people that have very sophisticated large businesses got there because they've got one of, you know, about two or three real strong, strong, strong systems, but five or six other ones are just completely missing, absent, or broken. And so that's where that that kind of viewpoint that I bring to the table comes in. Some of you have pretty good businesses, but you're not doing job costing. Well, when demand stops like it is now, and the number of estimate requests slow down, and the production schedule gets lean, you can't afford for a project to just be a busy project for your guys. For them to feel like work's not coming, so they're gonna drag their feet. So you need simple uh, job costing. You need effective crew packets, scope of work, equipment checklist, problem solving sheet, uh, upsell sheets, dual column checklist, all the stuff that goes in those, um, customer satisfaction surveys, checklist for how to start a job, do a job daily and close a job. If you send them out with verbal instructions and, and no training and no tools, they're gonna fail and it's nobody's fault but yourself. Uh, Launching, monitoring, closing out jobs correctly when the job starts, orient them well. If you have one of those production systems where you start every job with the guys, I think that's not the best way to do it. But if you do, um, you do it well, check in with the guys to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to and, and be there to make sure it ends well. You can't afford when there are fewer jobs to have them go over budget. And you should be, if you're not already, running something like a saved labor bonus program to motivate your men and women to come in on budget. I can't tell you how often I get on the phone with somebody's like, do you do anything for your people if they come in on budget? No. You pay them? No. Do you recognize them? No. Do you you know do you do you have contests? No. Do you do anything? No. Are they coming in on budget? No, well, why would they? If there's nothing between, if if the only thing that will happen to a crew leader or the crew for coming in on budget is to have a uncomfortable conversation with the boss that intermittently happens and some point in the unforeseeable, unknowable future, they may or may not get fired. If that's the only constraint and control that you have on your production in the field, it is little wonder that your gross profits aren't at the 45 to 50% level that they need to be. Put controls on these processes. Make sure that the work you've already closed for the people that are willing to let you work on their projects in this environment, that they are profitably processed, put the systems together that control that. Okay, so let's just, I just want to recap. One, personal finance. Two, clear company communication. Three, process your project pipeline profitably. Now, we got to talk about something that's not probably very comfortable, and that's recalibrating your team. If you've got poor performers, people that can't come in on budget, can't show up on time, can't turn in paperwork, uh, you kept them because the economy was roaring, and it ain't roaring right now. They got poor attitudes. If they are better at selling you on why they can't do the things that you've asked them to do, then you aren't selling them on doing them then those people need to go be someone else's problem in this environment. If you've had a training program where you're trying to teach somebody from the ground up on how to paint but you know you don't have enough work for that person right now they probably need to go home. Uh, Those who do not contribute fully and those are people in the office and in the field you know you got an assistant or a receptionist or an operations manager who wants to do it their way, and they, you know, you've talked to them a hundred times, and they're, they're frankly, you know, there for 40 hours, and they're getting 20 hours of work out of them. You cut their hours; they'll probably still get the work done anyway. And if that doesn't work out, you just, you know, move on and roll up your sleeves, work a little later, and get that stuff done. And partial payment adjustments according to circumstances. Everybody on this call is going to have different circumstances. What do you got to do with those people? phase five now we're finally getting into some of the stuff that many of you thought this whole entire call was going to be about but it can't be and that is picking the low-hanging fruit lead generation um first steps and some of you have heard me tell you this so many times you're probably sick of hearing it but you'll never hear me stop telling you because this is often the solution to so many problems Uh, first things first and this is news to a lot of you i mean i know our our hardcore accomplished members like they're okay I've heard of this before but we don't have you know that's probably only you know 20% of you all on this call right now maybe even 15 um, if you've got people that requested estimates but did not purchase over the past 12 months you need to reach out to them by mail email phone and text mail the stuff that goes in the mailbox with the stamp on it emails the emails you send from your computer, text, the stuff you send from your computer or phone, and a phone call, okay? And get an answer. Do that till you get an answer. Even if it's quit calling me, do that till you get an answer. Now, some of you are like, well, nobody's gonna buy anything. Well, if, if that's your default opinion, that nobody's gonna buy anything right now, I would suggest that you log off of this webinar and let somebody else on, okay? if everything's hopeless what's the point of being on here other than it making you feel better about yourself which will not help your situation there are people buying you know who just had their assistant uh, request estimates to paint the outside of their commercial building yours truly guess who's got people coming to his building to replace lot fixtures and do electrical work on the 26th i believe yours truly a lot of people are still letting people come in their buildings when they're empty and do stuff, or in their houses. I've had my handyman come out here and work on my deck and just attach stuff, do some landscaping. I'm still spending money on home services and commercial services, and there are other people like me out there. Uh, customer reactivation. For those of you who do not know what this is, uh, this is one of the uh, is, is really a linchpin in our, our program. And it is where you take your entire client list, everyone who's ever bought anything from you, whether it's hundreds or thousands, whether they're a year old or 12 or 15 years old, you get their name, address, email address and phone number and we run a multi-step multimedia campaign to them. You can do this over a 30, 45 day or 60 day period. We mail them, then we email them, then we text them and then we call them to ask them if they need any work done between now and July or whenever. And we usually have some kind of offer. Uh, that or some kind of theme. This uh, this time around, it was the um, the red uh, envelope, uh, ten thousand dollar giveaway promotion, where they had to keep a sealed envelope and they could not open that envelope to see what they won until they presented it to an estimator, which now y'all would probably have to spray down with Lysol and handle with gloves. But we can make it work, right? And uh, that was a joke. I should laugh when I make jokes. But at any rate, and then we you know have a campaign around it then we give them 10 days to rest we email them and mail them then we give them 10 more days to rest then we do the same thing we did the first time you would think that's overkill it's not you'd think that they would would do the painting services after the first phase they don't they're dumb deaf and blind you you can't underestimate the amount of work and marketing it takes for somebody to just lift their head away from their smartphone and go oh oh the painter's trying to contact us oh 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 i need a painting project it's just tough now for those of you who are in the middle of this right now that are members, and this is the conversation I recently had with Jimmy Zesky and I hope that he gives us some uh, feedback on it. I don't know that his results will be indicative of everybody's results. He is in the South. Uh, we're not as affected as much. Um, and that is, launch your first phase. Okay, Drop the letter, send the email, send the text, make the phone call. If it's working well, if you get a good return on investment, just keep it going. If you hear crickets, pause it, okay, pause it, push the deadline out, 15, 20, 30 days, whatever you think, you know, and just don't, don't even worry about the deadline on the initial stuff you sent out. They won't remember it, I promise. I've seen this done over and over again when people kind of screw up and drop the ball uh, because they're disorganized and then just wait and then see what happens. Uh, and then your at-home monthly newsletter. A few of you that have joined recently have already ran your reactivation campaign, and it's probably too early to do it again, and the environment, frankly, is not ideal for it. Get your newsletter out in the mail. Get it out in email, or and even if you're more advanced, get it out in text. Usually there's that, you know, I don't have time to get into it right now, but you can do that. And then backing up here, see this thing that I sent out earlier with all the messaging on it? Turn that into a flyer. Stick it in your newsletter, okay? All right, phase five, we're still picking the low-hanging fruit here. This is lead generation continued. Reach out to warm commercial leads or relationships for shutdown work. For example, and some of you have this, I work with private schools. When I ran my painting business, I work with property management companies. Um, I work with uh, large employers. And you need to call them and say, hey, I know everybody's at home, you've still got budget you want me to come paint something uh and that also means you need to just call your friends that are gutter installers that are roofers that are um siding installers that are window installers that do flooring that do cabinets that do landscaping that do maid services and just say hey i'm just checking in to see how you are how's it going You'd be surprised how many people will come up with referrals and leads for you. And then if you haven't done this already and many of you have, place all those tradespeople on your newsletter list. It's so easy. And this also includes realtors. This also includes interior decorators. I don't know how that market's doing right now. You won't know until you reach out. But here's the thing. In times like these, when you reach out to those commercial and B2B referral relationship sources to see how they're doing and to check in, and most of the time not even ask for anything, uh in in the instances where that's appropriate and helpful this thing's going to end one day and what have you done you've just taken one more step to cement a relationship okay and then test any net new marketing and direct stuff uh directly if you're going to try mail during this environment if you're going to try pay-per-click if you're going to try different paper lead services if you're going to try um telemarketing whatever you're if you're gonna try canvassing <laughs> don't knock on the door i I don't even know if they'll pick up your stuff they should i mean i think people are overreacting quite a bit and some of them like i don't worry about it there's all kinds of people like me out there don't worry about it too much i mean i'm washing my hands and all that business but i mean life's got to go on um if you're going to do something like that in this environment track the heck out of it okay so process phase six okay Audit your sales process, ask yourself, is it persuasive? Uh, for many of you that are members, you know, you, you do what a lot of people do, you, you'll pick and choose 40% of the PowerPoint presentation process you want and the rest of it you, you've just not done. Go back, bolt it on, and here's why. When you have fewer leads coming in, and you will, you can't half-ass your sales process you can't afford it because this controls your closing rates your charge rate your average transaction size it controls it people think oh no it's just based on the competition and there's some arbitrary number bull that's just not true that's why there are mercedes and bmw and audi dealerships in the same town where there's kia and honda and chevrolet and dodge dealerships because some people want better if you can't show them better you can't prove better if you can't you know, let them know that you've decreased your risk through good messaging, letting them know that your painters are safe because of background checking, letting them know your tenure, giving them crew bios, warranty certificates, guarantee certificates, tons of social proof from every single project you've ever done from Facebook reviews, Google reviews, anywhere you got reviews, text messages, um, positive emails, handwritten notes, pictures of painters with clients that are happy, Licensing insurance, process descriptions of how you start, finish, and com- or start, do, and complete a job, affiliates and certifications. Again, about, as I've talked to so many of you before about your sales process, it's as if you were on trial. And we sell very expensive things in an industry with a terrible reputation. And if you think waltzing in there and petting the dog and emailing a PDF because you're wearing a logoed shirt is gonna close stuff, especially in this environment, you are cuckoo. Can't do it like that now. All right. Too important to get the job for your guys, for your family, for yourself. Processes. We need to be doing this type of messaging and using these types of tools. When you answer the phone a certain way with your intake script, you're persuasive, sending them information before you arrive, using gifting and overviews and surveys when you're there, leave behind books, you know, um, buyer's guides doing your estimates on the spot, never emailing it. And then follow up, you know, you, you need to be using four mediums and three phases, minimum. Because guess what, boys and girls? In this environment, the sales cycle is gonna be what? Longer. There is uncertainty in the market. They will take longer to make a decision. So if you do your typical email the PDF, Make a phone call or two, and then, well, if they want me, they can call me. If that's your follow-up process and thought pattern, that is incorrect. Even in a good economy, it is deadly in a bad one. So if you have to do things virtually, and some of you will, I had one of our Platinum members ask me this recently, you've got to make it powerful. I think Brian at our Painting Profit Summit brought up a good idea. You know, do, when you're going to send texts, do a little selfie video. Can't be long because you're texting it. If you're gonna email it, make sure you send all the things that you would give them, all the sales materials and collateral, and the proof that you would give them in an extended PDF format. Attach it to the email and do a video. Post it on YouTube as, uh, what do they call it? Unlisted, so only they can see it with a direct link. Upload that puppy, talk about their project, send them that video in an email, put a little screenshot on there. If everybody else is gonna be giving them estimates and they're just going to send basically a a PDF of their stupid QuickBooks proposal, which is just an invoice, basically they're gonna send them a QuickBooks invoice and nothing else, which is what most painters do, or something similar. Yours just got to kick butt and then your follow-up has to kick butt, okay? So audit yourself, audit your people. Go ride along with some of your estimators if you haven't done that along, if you've got multiple estimators. Ask yourself, if, if my estimators modeled what I do, would they be successful? Or am I just relying upon my innate talent and bullcrapping ability to sell this stuff? And some of you have that innate and, you know, and bullcrapping ability, but it doesn't translate and it can't be taught. And if you couple that with good processes and proof and procedures, well now your closing rate can go from 55 to 65, or your bill rate can go from 55 to 65. It's not about we're doing okay. It's about, you're gonna spend the same two hours on the estimate, why don't we just do the best job doing something different, using something different? All right, that's phase six, phase seven. Approaching potentially receptive markets. And this is through personal outreach or you could even use campaigns, okay? Private schools, well, the kids aren't there and there's not a bunch of governmental bureaucratic red tape. I love that market right now. Commercial property managers. They're happy to get stuff done. They're not emotional. You can find them easily online. You can run campaigns to them. Um, I'm not gonna put together a coronavirus campaign because I'm afraid it would be in bad taste, Um, but you can run campaigns and and do it tastefully without probably making it your central message, okay? Uh, Large area employers, if you know Cubeland, Uh, is empty cube land is you know those big high-rise buildings and buildings just full of people in cubes doing this that and the other and they're all home well it has a good time to go into cube land and paint um and then the thing is is if you call people in cube land if you call private schools if you call i would say call i don't think you can get i don't think they'll be doing any painting right now in assisted living facilities i love that as a market as well Uh, tank yards, fuel tank yards probably aren't gonna do painting because fuel costs are down. Who knows though, I mean, try your luck. Uh, But the beauty is when you do this, trying to get short-term work, guess what? Now you've identified a decision maker. And if you put them on your buy or die list, if you add them to your newsletter list, if you use the commercial prospecting points program to continually go after them, then who cares? It sucks that you're not getting the work right now but you've done what you can do you'll find a few lucky projects but then you'll start building your database of commercial uh repaint clients and that's a good thing no matter the time of year no matter the economy phase eight tackle uh important but not urgent systems so after you have done everything that we've just talked about some of you will do some of it some of you do a little bit of it uh even so so all of you will probably have things that could make you a lot of money 60 90 days from now 30 days from now but is not gonna like it's not like catching your world on fire nobody's gonna complain it's not gonna cost you any money if you don't do it uh, but it needs to be done and those are things like if you personally are not very productive, I'd recommend a book called, uh, by David Allen called Getting Things Done. Do not buy the audio version. It will not help you. I tell people that all the time. They buy the audio version. They say, oh, how to, how to get the book. It's more like a manual. It's less like a book or it's less like a, something you'd listen to. It's like how do you process work effectively as a human? If you are not very good at time blocking, identifying projects, working through them without getting distracted, giving up, instead of getting things to completion now's a good time to pick up a book like that and to to help yourself and to help your staff if if you now's a good time to begin running i know this sounds crazy and most people would think i'm crazy but i've already had many of our platinum members say that they're having great luck doing this because they believe things are going to turn around and i believe they are correct running ads putting up flyers putting up signs talking to people building their recruitment database what a better time to build your database than when people are being laid off and scared to death good 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 time if you don't do any of this right now you're kind of dumb okay it's kind of a litmus test for being kind of dumb website seo improvements internet's not going away Continue to work on that stuff, things that you may not have the time to do. When the busy season kicks you in the butt, as soon as this thing, you know, gets to where life goes back to normal, and I think it will. Online review gathering systems, if if you've got a great company, but when you look at it online, the social proof is real meh. Not very impressive, doesn't really reflect the reality of your company. Put some of those uh crew leader driven incentive systems in place for doing that stuff, and then also get you know get your post-sale office-driven stuff, which is never as effective, but is helpful. Get that stuff in place. Developing process for potential staff hires. Do you need an estimator or a salesperson? Well, now's the time to document. and and process your sales program so that when you do hire somebody, it's not just, well, watch what I do. So you've got tools and you've got processes and you've got checklists and you've got templates for them so that they can succeed and not fail. It's one of the big reasons people hire people and they fail is because they don't do it well as the owner, then they hand it to somebody else and there's no tools or support, and then they fail and the owner's like, well, you just can't find good estimators. Well, the the estimator could just as easily say, well, you can't find good owners which is probably more likely the case, in many cases, not all. Same things with operations, marketing coordinators, admin people. I throw this here at the bottom. I could probably have thrown it in the production part earlier, but most people won't take the time in an environment like this to do this. If you're not using production rates, if you're just going out and guessing stuff, you need to start using production rates. You need to develop those. Uh, if you're in the APPC, if you want me to send you the module on that, I'm happy to do that. This is a good time to do it. When your guys, especially you people that have smaller crews and you're probably going to be out painting a little yourself when this thing gets rough, uh, send that to me or just email me. I'll get that to you because you need this. If you don't have this, you can't hold your people accountable because they're going to say their guess is just as good as yours. You're not going to be able to hit production rates. You can't put in incentive programs. It takes you longer to estimate. Your estimates are inaccurate. It's just a pain. It just creates problems all throughout your company. And then personal development in general. And for some of you, heck, maybe that means going on a vacation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you'd go. Uh, They just closed down the beach where we rented our beach house, and we're about to get a refund for it for spring break, which. (sighs) Anyway, let's just move along. So do you know the metrics that matter most? Now's a good time to know them. Um, Do you know the metrics that matter most? and that is basically inputs go into processes and they create outputs and there's honestly if you you see this process how there's an input before it well before that input there's a process like it's all linked together processes create inputs inputs go into other processes they create outputs okay so you got to understand these things because the system inputs are what end up if you're if your income's high it's because the systems are good if your income slows because the system's bad so these are just a few, you don't have to like scribble these down. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to email you some of this stuff. Gross profit percentages, customer satisfaction survey results. I would have added, which I didn't add in here, which is kind of foolish. Uh, the percentage of your repeat and referral uh, business is an overall percentage of what you do. Cash flow to owner percentages, weekly, monthly cash flow projections, personal net worth and safety. I'm not gonna read these, it gets boring. But these are kind of like the numbers. And there's what, like, I don't know, maybe 20 of them that really matter. And and they don't have to be tracked in any kind of complicated way. You need to know these. So to summarize, if you're into taking screenshots, I'd take a screenshot of this and I'd like print it out and I'd stick it by my computer for the next 30 to 60 days. Implementing critical business systems instead of focusing on painting projects, is the only way to truly reduce the effects of coronavirus on your business, and it's only attainable through significant quick action. And that is the gospel right now. Because if all these systems aren't in place to produce the inputs that you need, when organic demand is low and apprehension is high, you're gonna be able to swim, but you might not make it to the bank. We gotta make it. To the bank, and I don't mean the bank like the <laughs> like the bank, which is another good place to make make it to to deposit a check. But I'm talking about using the analogy of when the rivers the river swells, the strong swimmers can make it to the bank. So if if you want an outline of what I just covered, and I'm, I'm not going to do the whole presentation because I think it's some of that m- stuff at the beginning. I hope you retain, but I'm going to put the recording out. I don't want to junk up your list. Uh, I'm going to put out just a little PDF, the eight-phase process for protecting your personal and business income from the coronavirus outbreak. If you'll email me and just put coronavirus eight-phase checklist, for some of you, maybe just put checklist. I'm happy to get it to you. Um, Members, I do want to ask you to calendar. uh, Our members only call next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, so that's See, coronavirus has screwed up that too. The only reason I moved this thing is because I was supposed to be at a training in Atlanta and that thing got canceled. And then I had to move my platinum calls and and now they're moved and I don't really need them to be moved. And so it's just, you know, this is coronavirus. And if you're not an APPC member, but you need expert guidance, if you'll mention it in the email, be patient. Uh, I'll try to help you in some way or, or get on the phone with you. And invariably, i'm not going to spend but like a minute on this or less some members on this call will want or non members will want more help and tangible resources if you'll email me i'm happy to set up a free 60 minute diagnostic call but i only want serious membership inquiries um i love you but in this environment i don't have time for inconsiderate brain picking sessions any more than you have time to come and paint my house in chattanooga for free People always say, I'd like to get on the phone, pick your brain, always say, I'd like you to come to Chattanooga and paint my house. When can we calendar that? Never had a taker, never had a taker yet. So just email Brandon at paintersacademy.com or you can call the office 423-800-0520. You will get the answering service because Jennifer is uh, working from home and I'm at home right now myself. So first I want to talk about and open up the lines for what's working now. I think the easiest way to do this would be to ask you if you will, um, if you will type in what is working now or kind of some kind of summary that said maybe like I'd like to talk about this. I'd like to talk about X we're doing and it seems to have been helpful. I did X and it's helpful. If you will type that in to the question box, I think that's probably the best way for me to identify you and come to you. I guess you could raise your hand account so i'm going to go to eric uh, because he he typed something in here this is the perfect way to do it just type it in now what i am not looking for before i go to eric is like you have an idea of something you think you might try i don't really want that yet we may get into that but for right now i'm really looking for what have you actually done that has been helpful and so i'm going to if i can get here go to eric Oh man, how do I open up these questions? I'm trying here, guys. Um, Let's see here. I know that I can do this. I have faith in my abilities. Uh, One moment, fellas. Questions. Let's see here. Aha. I found it. All right. I'm gonna go to Eric here. So I gotta go to attendees and find you. There's so many attendees on here, it's kind of hard to find people. Eric Crawford, there's eight of you. Which one are you? Oh gosh. Is this the real Eric Crawford? I don't know. Yep, there you go okay Okay. there's like eric crawford's in here three times i just got lucky and picked the right one
1: i don't know i Um, guess i was desperate to get on this call i want to make sure i had a a
0: spot you do (laughs) you signed up for three spots so two people didn't weren't able to get get on because you wait. great job eric (laughs) um so go ahead you said that you reached out to all your commercial accounts talk about how that went
1: yeah i mean at the beginning of the week we were pretty desperate and feeling um jobs were getting canceled obviously residential interior uh is not a great time for us right now. So, I got on the phone probably Tuesday and Wednesday and just started calling, um, inter- uh, or property managers. We had two projects that were we thought were in the works, um, but we confirmed them. Two big exterior projects for condos, and then uh, I just reached out to a property manager that gives us you know a decent amount of work. And I said, Hey, Dave, any chance you got anything that we can do, particularly interior, with it still being rainy? You know, using those projects maybe for some rain days. And so, this week alone, I think we landed um, 40, 65, about 75,000 dollars in work. So
0: enough to kind of keep us solvent,
1: you know, through
0: part of part of April. Very good. Well, that's awesome, and that's the thing you need to do. I mean, and uh, you mentioned something that uh, Matt mentioned at the Painting Profit Summit, which is when he needed work, he just kind of called his best guys and begged. I mean, no sales pitch, no just appealing to people's human nature to want to help people. You got something for me to do. And sometimes that's all you need to do if you have a relationship already. Uh, So that's very good. Eric, anything else, buddy? Nope, that's it. Awesome. Great, great feedback there. Um, I'm going to come to Trevor, if I can find you. Uh, Trevor. Trevor, are you there? trevor mangan trevor mangan i've unmuted you don't want to talk can't talk okay let me go to somebody else uh who else here joe asks, could you give the name of david allen's book again please it's called getting things done by david allen getting things done by david allen uh jen reedy asked can we get the commercial system early it depends on what you have already implemented Uh, And I think you just recently requested some stuff about sales. So chances are you're probably not there. We need to pick the low-hanging fruit first. I think that's about phase seven. And we need to do phase one through six before we go to that. So if you want to email me and let me know where you are, I'm happy to get your stuff early. But if you've not done the first stuff, uh, it would not be very responsible for me to do that. Um, Who else? Uh, Trevor said he's sorry he can't talk uh who else has stuff that they've actually done Um uh, are we supposed to be watching a live video well i hope you were uh jason um we can't see the error messages okay that's good to know anything else um can fc get the commercial program please yes if you pay me brian uh i think you actually may have something already i don't know <laughs> So that's Brian Santos. Um, So I don't know, you'd have to talk to Tara. I don't know what she has or what y'all ever actually created. Uh, Jason said he has the wrong time zone. Um, Do you have anything that you're... uh, Jason Phillips said, I read the wrong time zone. I recently started my painting business i don't think that's the right person here jason do you um you have anything if you have anything that you're doing to help during this time if you want to share it with the group that would be great um let's see trevor says to try now so i'm going to try now hey buddy can you hear me trevor i've unmuted you again are you there
2: can you hear me
0: i can go ahead buddy
2: hello mate how are you
0: i'm doing all right good 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 webinar by the way well Use thanks i'm happy happy to help what talk about what you did you said you created a brochure and it was helpful give us a little bit of a of um, a, a feedback I, there
2: i don't know what i've read it in a book somewhere i don't know where but it just said that you if, just do a little just do little bits that are different to what everybody else is doing and this sales brochure it took a bit of time to put together probably i don't know uh yeah a while but once you've got it you could just keep updating it so Tells you a bit about the company, how I got into it, who I've been working for, um, and then so what we, the process we go through when we meet the customer, what what they can expect. Because I think with decorating, a lot of it is the unexpected. People don't know what to expect. So in the brochure, I, I lay out what we're going to do. You know how we're going to protect their stuff. You know uh, payment schedules. Uh, basically, you know also. Um, what I've come up with that works really well for our customers is um I've come up with a di I've just gone out and bought a normal diary. And if the customer's not around, say they're working and you're just left with the keys during the day, rather than keep phone calling and emailing, I put a handwritten note in the diary every day of what we've been up to. Encourage them to leave comments um uh you know when they get in and communicate that way, and it the customers love it, and also. You've got a great great way of referrals and sort of um you know a a log of what you've been up to you can show your your new customers this is sort of it's a great way of getting referrals you know just just for um just by communicating with your customer
0: those are good so to recap uh for trevor here number one is he created some sales collateral which so often i mean we show up we shake hands we pet the dog we email the estimate and our Clients are trying to make a buying decision in the dark with no comparative information. And often they will reach for straws. They'll grasp for anything that shows them that you will reduce risk. And sometimes it's as simple as going to the time to create something that indicates professionalism. But my only suggestion would be on that, Trevor, is that you focus more on things that we know they care about like criminal background checks and screening of your painters warranties guarantees you've got into the processes which is important uh and you're talking about social proof and operational stuff with that diary so those are those are good things bud if you're headed in that direction you're headed in the right direction
2: thanks thanks bud.
0: great work trevor all right man that's good stuff i'm going to go to brian uh brian's got something in here And I'll hang on here for as long as people have stuff, things that are helping them during the coronavirus. Uh, Let me come down here to Brian. Uh, Brian, it's Brandon, how are you, buddy?
3: Hey, what's going on,
0: man? I'm doing great. Talk a little bit about what you're doing to make sure that uh, the pipeline keeps going.
3: So uh, definitely sharing on Facebook and Nextdoor and all the media or uh, uh, internet stuff and uh, text messages, emails, um, just keeping in line with all what people are listening to, and just saying, um, just helping our customers know that we are keeping uh, safe, and our our guys are are clean, uh, don't have viruses, and everybody has wipes, and blah blah blah, and so on, um, and just trying to keep the uh, honesty with them, and 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 hoping for the
2: same.
0: Well, that's important. you know. Thank you very much for sharing, Brian. So much of the things that work are just keeping the channels of communication open because it's the same thing in the sales process. You know, The number one concern and fear and worry that people have uh, outside of this type of environment is they're worried that your people that you employ because we're painters and we're in the painting industry have drug problems, are uh, felons, will steal, will uh, create a mess, will disrespect them. And so often we don't even address those things verbally. We don't address them even with with brochures. We don't, not brochures are probably bad examples. We don't even address them with any type of social proof that we do that. Number one, we, don't, we come into the situation and we pretend like that's not even there. We gloss over it and we go straight to secondary concerns instead of primary concerns. So right now, what's the primary concern? It's that whole safety around contagion. And so that's got to be addressed but guess what that does not relieve you of the obligation to then address the other items okay the other items that are always there so here we go let me go to jason real quick here if i can find you in this sea of people man it's easy to scroll past people go ahead buddy jason hey brandon hey buddy
4: hey brandon thank you so you know one of the things that that we're doing is uh on the marketing end is we're proactively uh because our our inbound call volume is has gone down the phone is still ringing but it's not ringing as much as we need to we've also had you know some cancellations of appointments go up we've had a few jobs reschedule for later um but so what we're doing is we're doing out one we're doing outbound marketing via phone. Uh, for now, we are going to be additionally uh, doing text and email campaign. Uh, I filmed a video uh, around the Sherwin Williams Paint Shield product. Uh, not that it addresses the coronavirus in particular, but there's a heightened awareness now of germs. And that mm-hmm. is an amazing paint that actually kills germs. If you if you guys don't know about it, you should look into it. It's it's worth offering. Um, and then uh, what what we're also doing, you know, there's there's the real the keeping people safe part of it. And I'm assuming that you know most everybody's got that covered. But there's also setting your your customer or your prospects mind at ease uh, that that you're keeping them safe. And there's, so there's that perception also. So one of the things that, that our, for instance, our salespeople are doing, is uh, the moment they pull up to the house, they, you know, they, they grab their clipboard, they get out of their car, and the, the homeowner you know is looking out the window, pulling the curtains back, seeing who pulled up, who's gonna be walking to their door. Well, we grab our hand sanitizer right there. As we get out of the car, we sanitize our hands, put it in our pocket before we walk to the door. And then before we actually go in their house, if we need to go in their house at this time, we put those little disposable booties over our shoes and we don't, you know, we keep a distance and don't, don't have any direct contact. So just trying to maintain safety, but also doing it in a way that our, that our customers see that we're doing that as well. So that communicating it and what we do, not just what we say, I mean, gosh, we we've we've all got blog posts out there that say what we're doing, but nobody, not too many people read those, but when you actually give them the, you know, they see you actually, acting it out, that that really helps put their mind at ease.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, it's number one, you cannot underestimate or you, you can't underestimate how or overestimate, I don't know how to put this, people don't remember squat. <laughs> you can email them, call them, tell them, tell them 15 times. You've got to tell them the same thing over and over again. You got to show them when you get there. You got to hand them a piece of paper with it. You got to put it in the I mean if something's critically important, they got to see it and hear it and watch it five or six different ways. Uh otherwise it it it, it there's just not enough messaging for it to to really seem like y'all are taking any any steps uh anything else that y'all are doing jason it, it's awesome you know you watch your inbound call volume go down so you start reaching out to the client list to just to, to um to augment that and then you know that there are issues uh around perception and you address those directly anything else you can think of
4: i would say my next piece of advice would be to place a higher value on every lead opportunity that you get There's going to to be less people calling, but the people that are interested, you want to make sure that you get their business and not someone else during this critical time.
0: Absolutely. And, And to summarize on that, thank you so much, Jason. That is awesome. I'm glad that you came on here and told us that is if you really do believe that you've got a better painting product and a better painting service and if you're going to protect those people better than anyone else and you are training your people to be safe to put up plastic to wear gloves to wear booties to do whatever it is you're going to have them do then you owe it to the client to convince and compel them to use you and if you don't feel strong enough about what you offer to ask people for the business and to put together a good sales process then frankly you probably aren't the best fit for them anyway. And so during this time you really got to do that Um, anybody else have anything that they want to share on what is actually working in the field not what I think not I got an opinion about it but anything that you have done or are doing that is actually helpful I don't mean to be so direct about it but a lot of times people just want to talk about stuff that's not very helpful here a second we come to robert one second robert i'm scrolling down to try to find you robert go ahead buddy
5: hi guys um so i got on the phone with a lady who has a large job for us and has been waiting for about a month and a half i called her um to ask her if the building is closed and it was closed so uh, I said it was you know, the right time to do it. She agreed and so on. Uh, we haven't closed the deal, but I also, on the same call, I told her, uh, just so you know, I'm getting all my staff tested and she said, well, that is great and she really, really loved it and so on. So, we managed to get on a second phase um, or a, a closer to closing the deal with her. She said she's she's not the one in charge of signing the contract, but she's gonna push it because of that. So that was maybe something we all can do.
0: Yes, and so, and the good point, that's great, Robert. Thank you for sharing that. So sometimes, here's a here's something to keep in mind, guys, and if you got anything else, just write it in the question box. That's the best way, and just, you know, if you could describe a little bit about what you wanna talk about in a sentence, that's fine. Um, the So we always sell the same services and they always buy the same services and for the most part have the same needs. So sometimes in your mind, it becomes very difficult to think about why should I reach back out to somebody? And just as I learned when I did major gift fundraising, coming up with excuses and reasons to contact someone is essential. Excuses and reasons to contact people. And honestly, you could use this, is the building empty pitch For all kinds of people. Hey, I'm just calling. You know, a lot of our commercial um, uh, people, people that own businesses, like their buildings are empty, and now, you know, a lot of times people want to get the painting done during this two weeks. It probably won't last more than two weeks. Do you do you need anything painted so you could get your guys busy? Is that going to solve your long term problem? But no, that's a good thing. Um, Andy, I'm going to come to you, and I think this is a really good question, and I feel so sorry for you. Andy it's Brandon how are you buddy
6: good Brandon how are you
0: ask your question
6: what do we do if we are shut down and not allowed to work at all
0: that is a damn good question I wish I had I know that's not what everybody's is experiencing right now but I wish I had front-loaded this Um, we've lost about six or seven people Uh, they could have heard this but hopefully people will hear it on the replay Um, what do I do you know what do you do when they shut you down so number one obviously you can't paint but you can work from home right
6: yes but we can't paint a house from home
0: yeah you can't paint a house from home so that means that you know when you look at everything that you can do uh, your production is not like zero You can't do anything there so the only thing you can really do is ask yourself if and when they lift this band what will i need to immediately do to get back on my feet what is broken what is missing what type of marketing uh, outreach can i have like loaded up and just ready for the governor to say something and hit the send button right uh, hit the send button and um you just have it ready. You don't want to wait for the governor or whoever it is that – or your mayor, whoever shuts you down, and wait for them to do that and then say, okay, what am I going to do? So you've probably – you may have some things in your production systems or sales systems or operation systems that just aren't up to snuff, and you can get those together. Now, the other thing you can do is you can spend this time, Andy, reaching out to everyone who can give you work as soon as the – the band is lift, lifted. So does that, painting stuff does not keep you from marketing, does not keep you from advancing client relationships. So I would get on the phone and if you've got people that you wanna do work for, say, hey, I know that, that that your building's probably empty right now and you'd love to be doing some painting and we can't do it, but I was wondering if it would be all right to reach back out to you as soon as they uh, lift this band because I'd really like to get to know you. I mean, honestly, when you don't have the Um, when you don't have the burden of day-to-day production on top of your shoulders it really frees you up to be a major account salesperson and to be a system implementer for 40 hours a week until or 50 or 60 however many you want to work until you're ready to go I mean short of a political coup which I'm not advocating for here yet um, other than that you, all you can do is work on what you can work on uh, and go there.
6: Yeah, it, it makes sense. All you can do is work on your business and improve your business end of it. Yep. Because the and one good thing is everybody's in the same situation. Exactly. Every, everybody can't work. So you're not falling behind.
0: No, you're, you're not you're falling, falling behind. behind. You're
6: not trying to improve your business.
0: Exactly. And what I would say is this while your typical competitor is sitting around their house, doing jack doodly squat, crying and or watching TV or whatever else they're doing that's not gonna help their business. You can seriously be implementing systems in that downtime. You can seriously be contacting commercial prospects and B2B referral sources and reaching out to fellow trades, people that can give you referrals once everything is lifted. I mean, so I would just look at it as an opportunity to be you know, it's kind of like as your enemy sleeps is a good time to build fortifications, right? And if you think right. about, you know, medieval warfare, like if they're sleeping and they're not there yet and if they're coming after your business or whatever, it's a great time to to build ramparts, to train your infantry, to make a bunch of arrows, to sharpen your swords. And right now, for those of you who can't work, that's what I would encourage you to do. Right. Awesome question, Andy. I'm glad you asked it because I don't know what I would, I, I left it out, which is a glaring omission, so thank you.
6: Thank you, Brandon.
0: All right, I'm glad my members are around to keep me from, from not doing a good job. Uh we got Derek here, I'm gonna go to Derek. And guys, I'm just gonna keep rolling on with this um, as long as we've got helpful information. Many of you can't work, so if I can help you uh, get an idea or two that'll make, I said idea, I don't live in the Northeast, I don't know where that came from. An idea or two that will help you um, then uh i'm here for you derek epstein epstein you've have. To, i think you're self-muted buddy you got to unself mute yourself see hey, if you can press can, there can you can go. hear me yes i can go ahead buddy
7: hi thanks for all your help brandon we really appreciate it um we're nearby in georgia so we're not as affected in northwest georgia um one of the things we've seen big improvement with is we have offered a contactless um estimate process and of course that would be for exteriors fences and decks um and we've seen good uh good response with that where hey we can come out easily measure a fence easily measure a deck um and then pretty much take care of the rest digitally do the work collect the payment literally without touching the customer for the ones that are a little more paranoid
0: that is awesome and you know what i never in my life This is so for y'all, especially those of you who are APPC members, I would never in my life advocate that as a solution. However, there's never say never. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Never say never. This is this is the only time where letting your client not see you might actually be beneficial. So I appreciate you sharing that. That is a really good idea.
7: And yeah, yeah and, the, and the last part, like most of us, you know, we've seen a huge drop off or at least pushback on anything that was scheduled for interior residential. And even as far as some of our commercial customers, um, like, you're, you know, you're, uh, one of our commercial customers is Kroger, big company. They're actually limiting the exposure of outside people. But uh, to add to that, we've seen a good uptick in fences and decks. Just in general, just because it's sort of a lower price point, good good profit margin, and when people are afraid to say, hey, maybe we're not going to do a $5,000 exterior, um, well, okay, well, what can we sell them? I've discussed with my guys, what can we sell them that that maybe is, you know, a thousand or a $2,000 job, but has good margin. So I just wanted to add that in, so it's kind of a double two for one.
0: That is absolutely right, so smart, bud. Oh, I'm glad that we're not in a highly populated area so far. Uh, Luckily, I'm in Chattanooga, just up the road from you, and they did shut down, and this just breaks my heart because I I love my gym that I go to. i got friends there, it's like a big part of my life. I used to have a very social job and now other than talking to people uh through screens and webinars and videos and phone calls i just don't see people anymore uh, like i used to and they shut that down they shut our restaurants down um and a few other a few other segments of business here which i just my heart goes out to those people um because they even more so than painting i mean painting for the most part i mean you, unless you've got a lot of office personnel you pause your business and your expenses kind of stop but most people that have Restaurants have massively large property and building rent notes to make every year. Just lots of property plant and equipment that we don't have. So um, I hope that this thing for their sake and the people that work there um, ends up turning around pretty soon. But where we can still paint here as of right now, I don't know when they'll tell us we can't, but a lot of our guys, um, and it just said the governor of New York joined Said join CA and just order non-essential businesses. join. I don't know if that means, I guess New York to shut down. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to look look at the news. Derek, I appreciate you uh, commenting. That was very helpful.
7: Hey, thanks, buddy, and thanks for everything you
0: do. Well, I enjoy it, I'm trying just trying to be helpful. All right, y'all, y'all be good down there, okay?
7: Yeah, and uh, last thing, just to add to compliment your point. The two biggest jobs we lost, of course, one was the the customer was a manager for Longhorn Steakhouse, and the second one was an employee for Delta Airlines. So just to let everybody know, um, obviously, as qual as you qualify customers, um, if possible, without being too invasive, that's been a strategy we're using is heavily qualifying, um, because you know, obviously, if they're in those industries, then we're looking at you know. Uh, lower conversion ratio, but
0: anyhow. Well, at, this, at this point, the leads are so few, I think you can afford to run them all and just see how the chips fall. Yep, thanks buddy, I appreciate it, Brandon. Great work, Derek. Um, let's see, other people that have anything, if you'll type in and Spiffy Winkingham. Oh, that's John in our office. John in our office, uh, does builds websites uh, for repaint contractors exclusively. Uh, we do digital services, email newsletters, etc. And he always signs in as Spiffy Winkingham. I thought, who's Spiffy Winkingham? Oh, it's John in our office. So uh, we, it, it's good to know that we can still have a good time even in the middle of all this. Uh, other questions, guys. Other other things or uh, Eric wants to ask about the current reactivation campaign. Let's see, I'm going to scroll down, see if I can find one of the three Eric's and get the right one. I'm going to try to remember which one it was. Eric?
1: That's me.
0: <laughs> that's you, okay. Hey, just so you
1: know, there's only one other person named Eric Crawford, that's my vice president. He's Okay,
0: good, so, that's good. Us, so.
1: <clears throat> hey, so um, we got a late start on the reactivation campaign, we actually didn't get it out. We were, we we're about ready to, and this whole thing hit, so we put a big hold on it because it just didn't seem like the right messaging um, at the very beginning. Um, so we haven't done anything with it. What what would you suggest? I mean, should we just send out a regular newsletter and wait for the reactivation, reactivation um, campaign hey, when things Jimmy, are, or what should we do?
0: Jimmy Zesky, you're on the call right now, and, uh, or, or Brandy is, and she signed in as you. Um, I know that you're not going to be the perfect test for this, but I just clicked a button that says click to send their pin. I think it's like an audio pin. Uh, Jimmy or Brandy, if you get that and type it into your phone, would you let us know what you have done with yours so far? Because I know that you dropped. Anybody who's actually dropped their customer reactivation campaign already, if you would type into the box and let us know.
1: when, When you say drop, you mean go ahead and do
0: it? Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, the reason I'm asking is I don't know. Jimmy may have hung up um, or may not be here. He looks like he's here. I can't really tell. But we've had some people that have dropped theirs and gotten work already. Hmm. And so they're not on here. Uh, so we're in the middle of remarketing campaign second letter and second email. Should we keep going? Uh, Joe, would you tell us if you actually have gotten any work from that? you've you've done the first I mean I don't know how big your list is, or I can't remember um yes yeah, so Joe, have you launched it yet, or I'm talking to Joe Garcia, have you launched your customer reactivation campaign, and if so, what response did you get? I'm gonna see if I can just go to him uh I'm gonna unmute him, gotten multiple jobs from a list of about a thousand, so Joe is saying that this is this is already that's working on his end i'm going to come to him uh, and just see what he has to say if you don't mind joe sharing a little bit here uh let me go to joe joe it's brandon how are you buddy
8: hey brandon can you hear me
0: i sure can tell me what how big was your list when did you drop your reactivation when i say drop i mean launch i shouldn't use the word drop because some people think that means to quit and my mind I always say drop so you've Done launched your customer reactivation campaign. Uh, What has happened so far with yours, and when did you launch it?
8: Yes, sir. Launched the campaign um, well over a month ago. Uh, I guess it seems we got a a a lot of letters back. uh, Maybe about ten. Well, we thought a lot, ten percent of a thousand.
0: Um, Hold on one second, Roger. If you don't go anywhere, I know you're about to hop off here. I'd like to hear from you, Joe. If you'll finish up, I don't know if you're still on here Roger you said best of luck if you could hang on just a second well his his uh, his thing just went away so he may have dropped off I'll, I'll read his message in a minute go ahead Joe
8: just saying that we we started the campaign with the letters uh, we got jobs from the first letter campaign we got jobs from the first email piece of the campaign we just sent out the second letter uh, about a week ago and just a few days ago sent out the second email which was just dropped and we're at the point now where we're supposed to uh, get a third letter and then which is a little bit expensive but uh we've seen we've gotten some jobs off of it more than paid for the entire program already with the jobs that we've gotten our our average job size about three thousand dollars
0: well so make make sure enough well you're very you're very kind, Joe. Make sure you if you've not signed up for text magic yet and use the text part of it, you're really missing out a lot. Have you done that?
8: We have not, but we wanna text later this week, early next.
0: Yes, do it. Go so. ahead and do it. Uh because you're if you don't incorporate text, which is really supposed to be done in that first round, you're gonna miss a lot. Did you get around to the phone calls?
8: We did, yes, I forgot okay. to mention them, but we did it was just overwhelming with the phone calls. So we didn't complete all of the phone calls before sending out the next letter campaign. We thought it was important to get the letter back yeah, in the mail and keep the keep it going.
0: So what I would advise that you do there is twofold. Number one, send out the text and then go back to your list and start with the phone calls that you that you couldn't complete or, uh, like it says in the module, go to, uh, there's a lady, if you don't have this, email me, uh, Nettie at Syntex. If you'll email me, I'll give you her information and you can um, you can have them complete your phone calls that you didn't get through
8: thank you very much yeah we're gonna probably need that help even though we've slowed down a little bit so it does give me more time to make those calls but uh we saw the calls very effective as well because you get people on the phone you get them talking and then they end up telling you what they're about and very often it leads to a job we got jobs off the phone calls as well
0: excellent yeah it all works together in concert joe man that's awesome thank you so much for so i hope that answers your question eric i'll just go ahead and do it uh i don't we can't wait on everything to to change roger wrote in and said not a question but we appreciate your webinar stp is carrying on business as usual the best we can only advice we could give would uh, uh proceed business as usual and customer reactivation is most important right now majority of work we have landed this week is only due to customer reactivation new leads are slim wish you all the best so uh, you know that's from roger I can't remember there's somewhere between 15 and 20 million dollars so i'd take that advice um, Jimmy, who I can't come, yo, I can come to Jimmy now. Jimmy, go ahead, buddy.
3: Hey, Brandon, how's it going?
0: Man, I'm awesome. How are you?
3: Oh, doing well, trying to make it. We're doing good. But we are, I, I know you mentioned this earlier in the, uh, in the webinar here, and we are, we did send off our first reactivation letter on Monday. We've gotten a few quotes booked off of it. People are excited about the about the envelope opening up that envelope and we've uh, ready to give some prizes out of course and we were getting our email ready to send out here shortly and then we'll text tomorrow so we're going to keep moving on with uh with the reactivation i don't know how you know in, in hopes that it's going to do some we're, we're going to have to push our deadline back of course
0: yeah that's fine um, i mean just whatever you got to do do and like, like i said they don't they don't notice. Nobody nobody has that on the calendar but you, I promise. Yeah,
6: <laughs> Maybe
0: a few people like if they picked it up and they noticed they'd missed the deadline might not, you know, be as excited, but I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, so that's good. As so, yeah, as soon as you drop that, um, because you you're kind of like a case study and you are because you do everything with best practices if you would uh, as soon as you drop your email text and maybe get through your phone calls even or maybe just your email and your text even without phone calls if you'd email me and let me know what's happened uh, it'd be great for me to push it out to the group so that folks would know that yes I mean this is still this is your lifeline during times like these this is your absolute lifeline and you cannot um, you cannot fail to reach out to those past clients.
3: That's right. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, again, we got a good response from the people that have booked appointments from us and we're excited about it. I know once uh once everything kicks back in and I, I think it will of course, I think it's gonna ramp up quick once they find this cure or but um but we're excited about it. Hopefully it's gonna be our best campaign ever.
0: Awesome, bud. Keep keep positive and keep doing best practices and you know whether whether you end up um having your best whenever uh if you can have your second best whenever in an environment like this you will have done something.
3: Hey, can I ask one more question? Yeah, Brandon? go ahead, buddy. So, as far as employees go, what do you, you know, obviously they're not going to wor- be working at their full potential right now. We're ramped down a little bit. My estimator is still you know, she's not definitely not you know, booked out with quotes. And my, you know, our project manager is still. We've got some exterior stuff going on, but if this goes on for any long, any length of time, I guess, what what do we do as far as? I just wanted to get your opinion as far as keeping them paid or what do we do in that case?
0: Well, you know, you've got you've got a. I mean, there's obviously there's a wide spectrum of things that you could do. Number one, it's just business as usual and you know you're going to have higher expenses. Number two is you know to ask them to work reduced hours. Uh, mm-hmm. we're you know we're just doing estimates Tuesday through Thursday, uh, and you know, kind of like a what I would refer to as a um, reduced, not a complete furlough, but some kind of a partial furlough. Um, one thing I specifically, you know, I would do with your sales representative is. If she's got fewer estimates, give her more time for each estimate. Uh mm-hmm. stress to her the importance of using every process, spending time with people, that when we have fewer estimates, we've really got to close the ones we have. So if you typically gave her two hours for an estimate with travel time or two and a half, maybe you give her three. Maybe she only does three estimates a day. Um, you know, we did that call with one of our members, uh, De Francesco the other day, and if I'm not mistaken, and I could be misremembering this, I think he only gives his sales reps two calls a day. And he says, I want you to close them. And they're very deliberate and very thorough. So, I mean, I think between a, a partial thir- a furlough and then some additional training and giving them more time with the estimates on the sales side, you might be able to, to get something going on your uh, production manager. You might consider putting her on the phone with commercial accounts. Uh, Or doing something else and say, hey, we know we're kind of slow. Could you help doing X? I know you don't have as many projects to manage. How about we spend, you know, two hours a day doing this other thing that might generate a lead? Um, That might be an idea as well.
3: Okay. Perfect. Yeah, we just, uh, you know, obviously nobody knows how long this is going to go for. We're, you know, we're in a good position to to keep them on payroll. Fortunately, the employees that we have, but just didn't know. Just wanted to get your opinion, we value
0: it a lot. Well, thanks man, I value your feedback. I'm glad y'all are here. We're gonna make it through this thing. I, you know, Like I, I said earlier, maybe two weeks of this, maybe as much as three, I mean, people are gonna come out with pitchforks and torches. I mean, it's just not gonna go well. People, The American people are not used to having their freedoms curtailed and hopefully we have not yet been cowed so thoroughly that we act like a declining European country. Um, so it is my hope that that we can get some solutions to this and also get back to work. All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for that. Uh, appreciate it. Anything else? Uh, we're going to see if we can get through a couple of more, um, couple of more. Thank you, Santos. I appreciate that, Brian, uh, for the kind words. Um, let's see here. Anything else, guys? That uh, you have any? like strategies on, things that would help because we're about an hour and a half into this thing. All right, I'm gonna take my last question here. I'm gonna go to Robert uh, and then we'll probably wrap this thing up try to get the recording out. And then of course, if any of you have any interest in getting the the, uh, cheat sheet, if you'll email me and be patient, please, I will get that thing to you. All right, here we go. Robert, go ahead, bud.
5: Hi. So um, there was a gentleman who touched on this um, in a different way, but I have a specific question. I'm in California. We've this morning been asked not to go out and work. We can go out to the pharmacy, walk the dog, go help a a friend. We can go out to uh, the grocery stores and, and very limited things, but we can go out. So my question is, do we go, I haven't sent out, I have everything prepared for the campaign right now, the $10,000 campaign or the, I'm calling it the no-peaking campaign. Yeah. But I have everything prepared. My question is, do we go forward with it and just ask the customers to uh, meet me for the estimate later on when this yeah. whole thing is banned? Or do I my just guess in that wait point, two weeks because we don't know how long this is gonna yeah, be?
0: My specific, situ- my specific, it's a little different with uh, residential clients. Than it is commercial clients, for example. So, because commercial clients are kind of, they think out further, they can calendar stuff on their calendar, they're professionals. Uh, Everything that a residential homeowner does as it relates to painting or home improvements, kind of ancillary. It's like, well, this is, I'll go to work, I raise my kids, I hang out with my wife, I do whatever. And oh, by the way, when something needs to be fixed at the house, we fix it, but it's tertiary. It's not a main thing. Well, a project manager or a facilities manager, getting something painted is work. It's actually a primary thing. So for those audiences, yeah, I believe you can reach out and make contact and all that stuff. But with your residential people, You might drop your newsletter or something, uh, but until you could physically go see them for an estimate, I would not want to uh, launch a campaign. That would just be me. I might do my newsletter in the interim by email and mail, but I would probably hold on my campaign if I could not physically go do an estimate. Okay,
5: thanks
0: so that would be my advice on that robert that's a good question timing's critical so uh in closing guys um i'm going to go back to what i said previously and i'm going to show you this and i hope those of you who didn't take a screenshot of this will and that is this um implementing critical business systems instead of focusing on painting projects is the only way to truly reduce the effects of coronavirus on your business and it's only attainable through significant quick action so please guys don't sit on your hands don't cry and moan go out there fix stuff build things implement things take action make things happen. If you do this, I know we're going to be okay. This can't last forever. Uh, Love all of you. If there's anything I can do for you whatsoever, let me know. I'll be sending this out to everybody. God bless. Bye-bye.